Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the emotional entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? This past weekend, I was in Palm Springs and a mixture of my luteal phase before my period, a mixture of a slight burnout situation. I was dealing with some catatonia the day before just kind of this storm of hormones and excess work and investing a lot in my business and needing to double down on self-care resulted in me in bed asking my husband if he would listen to me audibly process what I was feeling. For me, audibly processing, which essentially just means talking about what I'm feeling to another person is the best way that I can move energy and get rid of the chaotic anxiety or depression or sadness or anger or whatever it is I'm feeling out of my mind and into the physical world. So I asked him if I could just let him know what was going on. And he sat down and he looked at me and he said, yes. And I went on to say that My current limiting belief is that I'm a bad person, that my body is going through so many changes during my luteal phase that I am feeling disconnected to her, to my body, that my anxiety is really high due to hormonal shifts and the burnout I entered the day before, and that I'm feeling really overwhelmed with the current state of the world. And he listened and he received what I had to say. And instead of fixing my state of mind, the only thing that he did assure me of is that I am not a bad person. And he said, that's a lot. And you're beautiful. That conversation exchange, as effortless and seamless and perfectly supportive as it seems and as it felt in that moment and as it feels 
recreating that scene for you here on this podcast. That exchange took years for us to get to. I want to talk a little bit today about asking for how you need to be supported. Sometimes we go to our significant other or our best friend, our business partner, our sister, our parent, and we go to them for a very specific reason. Maybe we want to be heard. Maybe we want advice. Maybe we want to be reminded of the greatness that lives within. Yet the goal when we go to others for support, what we're looking from them is not always communicated. And when they miss the mark, when they support in the way that they think is best or in the way that they think you currently need in that moment, you can often at times be even more triggered. Why are they giving me advice? Why are they trying to fix me? Why did they say it like that? Don't they know I'm stressed? And then we can start blaming the other person for not supporting us in the way that we really need in that moment. However, we've never communicated how we need to be supported. For example, when my sister goes through something and comes to me to let me know, she hates it when I say, oh my God, I've totally been there. Let me tell you about this situation in an attempt, which most others would hear that as an attempt to relate to the other person so they feel less alone. For her, that triggers her. And so I know when my sister comes to me for support, bringing in personal anecdotes to relate to her is not what she needs in that moment. My husband, many times when I would come to him to vent or to look for comfort within the emotional spectrum of my life that many times left me depressed and anxious due to my bipolar disorder, his default way to support me would be to try to fix the situation. That left me not feeling supported, but rather felt as if I was doing something wrong or that I wasn't heard or that my experience wasn't being honored. So through couples coaching, through so many conversations, I've had to say, hey, when I feel this way, this is the type of support I need from you. My sister and I had a very similar situation where I was venting to her on text and she responded with something that she thought was the best way to support me, but it rather triggered me. She said something along the lines of, you'll know not to do that for the next time. And so we hopped on a call and I let her know, hey, sometimes when I vent, it's really just because I want to be heard. I actually don't like advice or commentary or an analytical assessment of my situation when I reach out for support. I actually just want to be held in a container I just want to be heard. I just want to feel as if I am safe in my thoughts and my emotions. I don't actually want action advice or something kind of golden nugget of wisdom to make me think differently unless I specifically ask for advice. My sister, on the other hand, loves advice when she's in a pickle, and that's what I give her because I know that's what she wants. The point of all of this is because sometimes, or in my case, all the time until this year, I would get angry for others not fulfilling the expectation that I had in my mind for them. I got angry when they didn't support me the way I needed them to support me. As if they can read my mind, as if they know the exact perfect way to support me at all times. I recognized as someone who struggles with codependency, which is a major realization I've had 
the last week and, and how deep that toxicity really runs my life. I realize that as a codependent, and I'm sure many can many can really, really relate here, is that we do so much for others and then when we call on them and they don't deliver the way we want to, we develop resentments as to why they didn't show up the exact way. When the exact way that we want others to support us, whether it's your significant other, your family, your friends, or your employees, your coworkers, your boss, it's impossible for them to know the exact nuanced emotional way that will make us feel better. So I've communicated to my loved ones, to my sister, to my husband, to my friends, that when I come to them, it's really just usually to either A, vent, audibly process, and just to be held in my emotional experience. I have one of my best friends does this so eloquently. First, we text each other before we emotionally dump on another, calling people up at a, you know, at any time of the day and requesting that they be there for our emotional experiences in many ways selfish and in many ways a violation of respect for their boundaries in their life. And so one of my best friends and I always text each other, hey, I'm really overwhelmed and I could use an ear. Can I call you? So we set the situation up. I need your support. If we're available for the support, we take the call. If we're unavailable in that moment, we will text them when we are available. Then we get on a call. I will, quote unquote, vent about something. And when I'm done, she will ask me, what do you need from me? Do you want me to validate your experience? Do you want me just to listen or do you want my advice? And in that moment, I can decide what I'm emotionally available for and what I'm looking for. It's such a beautiful way that we communicate with one another because we're never, we're never resentful for just wanting to vent and then having the other be like, well, this is what I think you should do. And here is, you know, where you should look at the situation when it's like, no, nah, I just wanted to get this off my chest. As a codependent, I never realized that I could ask for the specific type of support I want in a really, really beautiful, bold way. I never understood that I could take a stand for the way I'm supported by the people in my life. I also never understood that I get to support others in the way they need to be supported. So often we do this dance of this person didn't respond well and why doesn't she get it and why, you know, why do they make me feel more alone or wrong or whatever it is when really communication styles between two different individuals is so complex. The point is not to shy away from communication, but to figure out what communication style and type works for each person in the relationship. When you set your loved one or your employee or your coworker up for success on how to best support you, it's a win-win. It's a very, very clear communication and narrative around your boundaries. It is allowing them to do what they at their core want to do, which is support you. It allows emotional connection to to kind of enter into more of a relaxing state versus a heightened anxiety state. And so sitting on the bed with my husband this past weekend and having him just be able to hold space for me, remind me of my beauty and not try to fix any part of my experience was the most validating, the most heart-centered moment that we got to share together. That communication style, him supporting me in the exact way I needed in that moment, 
wasn't happenstance. It's not random. We weren't just two puzzle pieces who communicated perfectly to one another, which I don't actually think that exists. When you bring two humans together in romantic, in platonic, in the work environment, there are going to be things each of the other person needs. And so this podcast episode is about thinking about how you need to be supported. Thinking about what your expectations of your friendships are. Thinking about the boundaries you have on your friends emotionally dumping on you and the responsibility you're going to take to not emotionally dump on others. Asking, hey, do you, are you available for this? Here's what I need. When you declare your needs so strongly, you give yourself what you need and you allow the other person to rise up to their beautiful potential and hit a home run on supporting and loving you. So think about it. Next time somebody says something in relation to you emotionally processing or venting that doesn't sit well with you or isn't what you need in that moment, say, hey, I know you really meant well by that, but actually when I'm in this state of whatever it is, anxiety, anger, depression, I really respond well and really love to be supported in this way. Sometimes we forget that we get to declare our needs that simply, that powerfully. We get to let go of this old notion that if you love someone or if you work well with someone or if you have a great friendship, that all aspects of communications in times of crisis and times of intense emotion are going to be seamlessly supportive. We get to consciously communicate to strengthen our bonds with others, to get our needs met, and to feel like the two-way streets that we engage in in our life on a personal, professional, romantic level are fulfilling, are healthy, are supportive, are loving. And so as someone who would get so frustrated when someone wasn't supporting me the way I wanted to or wasn't saying the thing I wanted them to say, I've come to this realization that I was being so highly delusional and thinking that others can read my mind. I drop down to the truth of it, that they love and accept me and want to support me, and that their intention with that is pure and good and safe. And I get to help communication be exactly what it is that I need to have support from those around me. And you deserve that type of aligned support as well. So take some inventory. Think about the closest relationships in your life. And schedule a talk to let them know how they can better support you. And then ask them, how can I better support you? I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your entrepreneurial dreams and your purpose. And if you are so willing, I would be so honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and leave a review, and if you would follow me on Instagram at ScoutSobel. Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes and get involved with all of my offerings from Scouts Agency to OK Sis Podcast to this podcast. 
I am so appreciative that you are here and I will see you on the next episode.